Hey everybody, welcome to Real Brave Live. Number what? 54. 54? Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> Get a life. <laughs> Get a life. Today we're going to talk about the 10 greatest songs of all time to celebrate Make Music Day, which is June 21st. Go out there and make some music. Real Brave, we make music here every single day. You know why? Because we're a music studio. You know what we do in a music studio? We teach people how to play. This show is all about two musicians in a room with that guy over there. And uh, we talk about music, what it means to us, best lists, all that stuff, but bringing kind of like the two musicians in a room feel on how and what we feel about music and these 10 best songs of all time by Rolling Stone. Uh, but we also have an online platform where you can get lessons and uh, it's a live, it's in person online. You can get live lessons with one of our instructors here. It's really fantastic and life-changing in so many ways. TikTok concert, right? Oh yeah, that's live. That's live right now. Go to TikTok. So that would be TikTok. Go look for Real Brave Inc. We do online performances. We do in-person performances. Actually, on this stage, coming very soon, July 16th, 17th, and 18th. You can hear all about that. But today, we're going to talk about the 10 best songs of all time. I'm so excited, Kevin, here on Real Brave Life. Also, we're very sad because we're saying um, farewell, au revoir, to uh, Maddie. Oh. She's helped us for the past uh, couple of months. She's done a fantastic job. She's going off to college. Like, why would you do that? I, 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 uh, I did. Yeah. Wasn't worth it. Yeah. So maybe we'll hear from her in a little bit. Right. Uh, but first, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, I know you're just waiting for this, right? You're waiting for this whole thing. Yep. Get ready. This is the anti-Kevin episode. We're is doing it, it just yeah. What? Why? This is the anti-Kevin. Kevin doesn't like these lists, I especially so the 10 best songs of all time. There's so many things stressing me out right now. <laughs> okay. Why is it stressing you out? No, it's not stressing me out, but there's a lot going on. And before we get to that top 10, uh, in honor of Make Music Day, Real Brave will be making music tonight at the Oakland Carnival here in Oakland, New Jersey. Come check us out. We got a student band from 7 to 8, and then an instructor band from 8.30 to 10. We're going to be making lots of music. Yeah. Um, Right between the uh, Gravitron and the Swing, no, the Swings and the Bumper Cars. It always makes me nervous when, when you go to a carnival and like they wheel. You think something's going to fly out of it. Yeah, they wheel those things in. It's yes. not like set on the ground and like pile driven six miles into the earth so that you know you're not going anywhere. Right. There's just a brief moment in time where you think you're going to get flung into like the moon. Just a brief moment, but I'll tell you a story. Um, t 10, 15 years ago when the carnival started in Oakland, there were like really janky rides. Like yeah. a couple, like 24,000, like the, the rides that they're bringing in now with the amusement company we're working with, Blue Sky Amusements. Shout out. Blue Sky Amusements. Uh, million dollar rides. Shoot you in the sky amusements. Yes. More like. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so what is it? They're million dollar rides. They're million dollar rides. Extremely safe, and um, I saw them setting them up uh, the past couple of days, and it's like there's a lot of care that goes into where they're placed and how they're placed. And yeah, I don't know, man. Okay. We, we went to we were at Point Pleasant uh -huh. a couple weeks ago, okay. and on the boardwalk, and we were at one, on sitting on one of the you know that the big like ride that goes like that and makes you oh like, the pirate ship whatever yeah and uh, they couldn't strap us in. So it was like the thing comes down, right? The guy's like walking around, walking around, walking around, and yeah. then it comes back up again. Does it like ten times? By the tenth time, you're like, I'm gonna die. Um, 
I'm going to die. So, and then everybody's kind of like, people got off because yeah. they're like, I'm not going to die. Yeah. So Melissa is sitting next to me and she's like, I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's always Comes that. back down again, finally locks. And it's just like, you know, and I had just said to my daughter, Ava, you know, wouldn't it be funny if we were like watching people and all of a sudden the whole thing just goes. Well, see, that, that, that has happened. <laughs> That's like not an unheard of. Final Destination is a movie. Well, yeah, but like there's like videos online of that sort of thing yeah. exactly happening. I think part of the fun of, of Carnival Rides is not knowing if you're going to live through it. It adds to the adrenaline and adds to that uh, that sympathetic nervous system uh, reflex. Yeah. Uh, gets the blood pumping. Yeah. Um, you know where you're not going to die? Here. Right here. At Real Brave. At Real Brave. No, no, definitely not. Um, yeah. So let's 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 dive right into this. Sure. <laughs> That's a good segue. Yeah. Real brave. You won't die here. <laughs> uh, number ten on the list of ten best songs of all time. Where according did it, to somebody at Rolling Stone. Is that Rolling Stone? Okay. <laughs> Great. That's no. That's fine. It's fine. This is better than the alternatives. What about Business Insider? They had <laughs> like I don't think they should have a say in it. Honestly. <laughs> Business Insider, they, look, it's strictly numbers. This is uh, fan feedback. So 10 is Claire de Lune by Debussy. No, 10 is Ray Charles. What did I say? It's, kind of, it's, it's got like that, uh, that bluesy thing. Uh, something like that. Something like that, on but a in a lower keyboard, octave. Yeah, in a lower octave, on a bass. Yeah. Yeah, what can I say? It's it's is it number ten of the be ten best songs of all time? I like other Ray Charles songs better. Yeah, I think um, "Hit the Road" Jack is probably further up the list than that. Than Every time I leave the house, I actually say I'm gonna hit the road, Jack. Ah. That's that's a true story. I uh, lip sang to that in a talent show when I was a kid. There you go. Maddie lip sank, sang, sang, sanked, sunked, lip sunked, synced. She in synced to that song. Yes. Uh, I've got I've got a woman. Is a great song by Ray Charles. Georgia, my mind. Georgia, yeah. What the hell? Oh my god. There are so many better Ray Charles songs, and I'm already very upset. <laughs> Real brave. We make Kevin very upset. Yeah. Yeah. So they say this is the tenth best song of, of all time. Um, number eleven was the Who, My Generation. What Somebody's is the metric? Just, What's the metric? I think it's throw all the songs, put them on a list. Rip up, you know, rip up the list into little bitty pieces. Yeah. Throw them up in the air. And whichever ones. And then whichever ones you, you put catch. into order okay. are the ones that you, you know. So that's less of like a top ten list and more of like how you would pick names for Secret Santa. Right. Right. Okay. And in this in this case, Santa is. How many Christmas uh, songs are on the list? I hope none. There's, but there's so many. There um, might be at least. There's, there's nothing about. Um, well, th this happens somebody... to be in the top, yeah, 500 greatest songs of all time. Maybe there is a, like an all I want for something. John Lennon's, uh, so this is Christmas. That's War is tune. over is a great Christmas song. What's not a good tune? Uh, Paul McCartney's oh. simply having a wonderful Christmas oh. time. Yeah. He's he just wanted to let you know. He just wanted bum, to cash bum, in bum, bum, on the holidays, bum, bum. like all of us. It was, yeah. Yeah. Well, there are, again, worse Christmas songs. You know who you are. <laughs> you being the huge Mariah Carey fan, fan that you are. Oh, you might even just get flagged by Oh, I just said Mariah Carey. Uh, oh, are we going to do the Mariah Carey episode? 
uh, where we just repeat Mariah Carey and show a picture of her and just repeat saying Mariah Carey. Yeah. Mariah Carey. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. It sounds like a low effort uh, yield. Ooh, before we move on, I have news. Oh. You got Mariah Carey <laughs> You're gonna tickets? Love, You're going to love this. It has nothing to do with Mariah Carey. Okay. Uh, remember when I, I, I told you I got flagged? Yes. I have a, I have a blog, DanielPowersJr.com. Go. I'm a writer. And uh, I got flagged for this, the Scott Stapp thing. For who? You don't remember? I told you it. So somebody, I had written a blog post about something and, and I mentioned Scott Stapp. I think it was talking about um, uh, conf uh, conspiracy theories. And then I just don't like Creed. I don't like the band Creed. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you drew a picture or something like that? So no, I actually took a picture, which you know apparently sometimes maybe sort of uh, I didn't do. I probably didn't do it. Mm. Anyways, I put it, and then I drew a picture of him up on there. Okay. So some schmuck <laughs> oh. sent me uh, a letter uh -huh. uh, trying to you know, get uh, so money out of me. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not happening. It's, there's no picture up there. Just the picture that you drew or the picture that you posted? I don't know. Oh. But it, it, it fall picture? Is that anywhere online? It, I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, it's like so there's, there's a trillion people out there. By schmuck, did you mean struggling artist who's trying to make ends meet with his work? <laughs> uh, struggling with like aluminum foil hats in his head. And, oh, okay. Uh, singing like this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But I thought you'd appreciate that. I didn't do it. So you can. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Real brave. You can. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up with a lot of good uh, taglines today. Yeah, Ray Charles is one of the greatest, and is this one of his greatest? That remains to be seen. June 1950, uh, June 1959, from Atlantic Records, 15 weeks of number six. Uh, Ray, Char Ray Charles, what did I say? Number 10, best song of all time, mm -hmm. according to these guys. It wasn't even a Stone. number one, and it's on the top 10 of all time, but it wasn't even in the top one of its time, of its own time. It was in the top 10 of its time for 16 weeks. That's not a very long time, Rolling Stone. I see the steam. I'm just, I just, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm just confused. I'm just okay. I'm looking for clarity. She get angry socks. You have angry I socks? I don't. I have chili pepper socks, which, you know, you could say the heat. Okay. Number nine is Nirvana. It smells like Teen Spirit. All right. Spent twenty weeks at number six. It was released September nineteen ninety-one. Okay. Hey, we're playing that tonight at the Oakland Carnival at 7 o'clock. The Real Brave Ambassador Band, Oakland Carnival at the Oakland Rec Field in Oakland, New Jersey. Someone in Oakland, California is very confused. <laughs> They're going to be like, where's everyone? Jersey. <laughs> East Coast. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so this is, I mean, I guess it belongs on the... So what we're finding out is that these are not the top 10 songs of all time. It's of so far the last 50 years. And so far, top 10, like, pop or rock songs or just popular, just, we'll just call it pop, because it's not like classical, it's not jazz. We'll call it pop. Yeah, you can call it whatever you want. Even and though Kirk Cobain These guys would, think it's the 10 best songs of all time. Kirk Cobain is, is, he was adamantly against pop, but his music became popular and uh, probably had a lot to do with uh, the way things went for him. But yeah, it's a top 10 pop songs since 1950 so far is what this list is. And cool. I wish they would just be more forthcoming with their titles. Well, uh, Kevin has a, an anger attack. Um, Butch Vig of the band Garbage post this, post this, uh, produced this album. He's a great drummer, 
probably solely responsible for the sound that uh, Dave Grohl mm -hmm. had on that record. Uh, he heard a, a boombox cassette recorded by bassist um, Chris Novoselic and drummer Dave Grohl and uh, singer, little known Kurt Cobain, mm -hmm. uh, in a barn in Tacoma, Washington. And it was like really bad sounding and it, it was a, a song they wanted to put on their Nevermind uh, record. Mm -hmm. And he recognized it as one of the songs that he really... It was. He said it was undecipherable, but he all he heard was the hello, hello parts and the and the chords, and he just knew that that was a really cool thing. Cool. Um, first time I heard it, I said this before. I couldn't believe it. It was incredible, and it's it's put. I don't know, a mark on music for years yeah. and years and years oh, to yeah. come, and probably years and years. It after changed this. the course of rock and roll. Yeah, I was telling my son about Nirvana and like having. I was like, we should you should listen to this a little bit more. Just not like the. My parents tried to dissuade me from Nirvana. They were like, "No, listen, listen to some of the classics. Listen to the classic rock." Right, listen to the classic rock. You don't need to tear your jeans, Kevin. Which I did. Yeah, totally did. And I've, of course, talked about my friend being on this Smells Like Teen Spirit deodorant commercial. But yeah, this is number nine on the list of uh, ten best songs of all time. Of course, uh, Mr. Cobain uh, took his life, unfortunately. A little, yeah. All right, number eight, uh, the Beatles. Hey Jude. Ah, I called this one. This was one of the ones I called. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a closer, all right. It's a closer. It's Nineteen like, weeks at number one. Yeah, that's see, this 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 makes sense. This was um, you know, this was on their lead. This was on their. Uh, was this on what album was this on? I think it's on one. No, no, no. no, no ones no. is the the greatest. That's a number uh, one hit compilation. Oh. Is it on Let It Be? Is that another or piano is it, ballad uh, Abbey on Road? One or the other, or what? Abbey Road. Okay, it's one of those. It's it's late, um, but but this this was like peak Beatles fame, and it's got a sing along chorus at the end. That's why it's such great fodder it, it for live. Single. It's a single, but it was on an album. Non-album single. I believe it. I guess. I mean, at the time they were still releasing LPs. It right. was recorded during the White Album sessions, but it's uh, White Album released oh. as a single. So like 60. The worst Beatles fan ever. I also can't seven. think when I'm sitting in this chair. Um, yeah, Let It Be was on Let It Be. Yeah, definitely. I not. was thinking was, there's another <laughs> piano ballad on that one. No, but Hey Jude is everybody knows Hey Jude. Obviously, I remember it is. It was either this one or Layla that um, was like controversial for being on the radio for how long it was. Um, because typically radio songs at, at the time, 1967, were... 68. 68, were, um, they were like four minutes. And I think Hey Jude clocks in at seven um, because of the... Good. F or D flat, E flat, E flat, B flat. Hey Jude, um, if you go to the Oakland Carnival tonight at eight thirty, is there gonna be a closer? You may hear this song. Who's, who's singing? Uh, Mike DeProspo. Really? Who's got a much better voice than myself? Aw. I might do backgrounds. I'll probably do backgrounds. I think you're pretty good at backgrounds. Thanks. 
Uh, you know what happened one time? What? No, I'm not going to bring it up. Okay. <laughs> the Beatles, what, now you got to tell me. No, I'll tell you off air. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you. So, um, a couple of years ago. Oh, but that went quick. That, that changed your Because I, I think it'd be great for the podcast. Uh, well, then you should definitely And I it. don't feel any sort of way about it. Uh, <laughs> like a couple of years ago, Danny was how old? Eight? Uh, yeah. Um, and it was like I started working here. I was doing house band stuff here. And he came up to me one day. He's like, my mom says you're not a very good singer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, your mom's right. She's very perceptive about music. Melissa Powers. How Busted. dare you speak the truth? <laughs> Busted. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. Shout out to Danny Powers for, oh for being God, so uh, transparent. <laughs> well, listen, I mean... If there's anything that you you do well, it's not uh, saying. It's not saying. <laughs> yeah. When you when you refrain refrain from singing. When I hold back. Yeah. You know, it's the notes that you don't sing. It's the people that Miles are really Davis. appreciate it. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of people, Elaine Howe says hello from Florida. Hey, Elaine. How are you? Thanks for joining us all the way from the bottom coast. The place where uh, COVID isn't. That's Is that what right? they say. Is that right? It's a totally different world down there. My sister lives in Cape Coral, and yeah, they kind of just went on as if there's none. Yeah, it's been like that forever. And Who, who's the guy? Santos down there? Santorum? DeSantis. DeSantis. Trump Jr.? That's right. Sure. So this is a little tidbit. Uh, during the recording sessions, producer George Martin objected to the length, because it's a very long song, um, claiming DJs would not play the song, yeah. but John Lennon shot back, they will if it's us. Yeah. And he was right. And he was very right. Hey, uh, hey Jude in 1968, um, singing to himself on his way to visit Lennon's soon-to-be ex-wife Cynthia and their son Julian. The opening lines were, McCartney said, a hopeful message for Julian. Come on, man, your parents just got divorced. You know, you're not happy, but you'll be okay. Uh, McCartney changed Jules to Jude, name inspired by um, Judd from the musical Oklahoma. Okay. And presented a demo tape to Lennon, who loved the song. So the, all you people that think that they hated each other. Hmm. So, um, but he also thought that McCartney was singing to him about his relationship with Yoko Ono and the strains. I don't know about that. That's, that, see, that's, no, I don't know about that. About yeah. the strains and the Lennon-McCartney partnership. He and McCartney, Lennon has always said, like, they never really had, they were like brothers. They disagreed. Yeah. But um, he never... Uh, I know that Paul said that he knew that he was in love with Yoko. Did you see um, from Above Us Only Sky, which Yoko Ono did? It's such a Yoko yeah, Ono-inspired I saw uh, that. It's a documentary, documentary, right? Yeah. yeah, but you could tell like it was her version of the events. Right. You know? Right, like, right, right. It, it's kind of like, mm, but and she was a huge part of of the Beatles yeah. for, for and his life right. it like completely changed him and had a huge impact on Lennon's life so right did you ever see Bill Burr's uh, uh, interpretation of uh, Yoko Ono and John Lennon performing with Chuck Berry oh no oh my god Yoko so Ono is hilarious <laughs> it's if you've seen um, you have to really like go back in time and, and listen to Yoko Ono singing with John Lennon it's really it's it's something else. Yeah, there are moments where like you just don't know what's happening. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's I mean it's she avant garde. She was an avant garde. Yeah. Artist, she's you know. just noises and screaming and 
It's very interesting. I mean, as a, as a musician, I think it's cool. And I know Howard Stern. Do you ever listen to Howard Stern? Mm. And he, like, goes off on. He's always gone off on yeah, yeah. how she sounds interesting. Yeah. Number seven, Chuck Berry's Johnny Be Good. I called that one, too. It sounds really funny on a ukulele. Yeah, I was just trying to figure it out. What? It's in a different key, though. So how, how about this? There's a what? There's a conversation happening. Elaine said she's in Florida, and then uh, Kevin House said, wait, where is she in Florida? <laughs> and then Elaine said she's Are they related? Uh, yes, they are married. Yeah, and then Elaine said she's in Naples. Okay. That's funny. So are they, they, they're they not together? I guess we didn't go with them. Uh, this is so. This is interesting. So the Voyager, we've talked about this before. Voyager is a is a spaceship of sorts, right? Satellites out in uh, the Netherlands of space. It uh, actually just, I think, passed the outer limits of the solar system. It did. Yeah. Out of the solar system, how would you like to have one of your songs on that? Is Johnny B. Good on there? Golden record, and it is. Wow. Yeah, it's a- along with um, a bunch. Not. Uh, Claire de Lune by WC or any Chopin no, there's Bach in there oh, there's, there's Bach okay yeah, there's mostly classical music mostly like classical music Mozart yeah it's a bunch of stuff on there but yeah but Chuck Perry is on there uh, and it's one of his uh, I guess crowning achievements I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's of course not with us anymore but was recognized or had recognized that that's a huge thing yeah I mean it's cool and all but but about the Voyager spacecraft, it wasn't until Stephen Hawking came along, in hindsight, did we realize what a bad idea that was. Because if there was any civilization advanced enough to uh, be reached by us, they would almost certainly, using the map that we put on the- There's a map on it. No, they're gonna be like, what is this? It's like, oh, oh, this is the center of the galaxy, (laughs) and they're here, and look, they gave us what they look like, so... Yeah, oh, that looks delectable. They look delicious. (laughs) So we stopped sending signals out into space. Yeah. It was good intentions, but I'm going to be very happy when they arrive, and I'm not going to be here anymore. Right. Right. Because it's going to happen. It has to happen. That's a whole other show. Right. Okay. So yeah, Johnny Be Good, one of the the greatest rock and roll songs to ever happen. We're, we're still like in the night in the twentieth century. Yeah, this is all past fifty years. Yeah, this uh, is past oh wow, seventy years now. Number six is the Beach Boys' Good Vibrations. All right, not my favorite. Mm. I like Wouldn't It Be Wouldn't It Be Nice. It's my favorite. I like Kokomo. <sighs> yeah, Kokomo reminds me of tuna fish sandwiches. Why? Uh, I don't know. Whenever I th- hear Kokomo, I think of tuna fish sandwiches and John Stamos. Probably because I used to come home, make myself a tuna fish sandwich, and watch Full House. By the way, Subway, if you didn't know this, uh, just re- <laughs> with oh yeah, <laughs> tuna fish sandwich is just analyzed mm. by a country. Yep, and they don't know they analyzed sixty inches of tuna sub. <laughs> And they could not pinpoint the species. No, 
they could not. They can't pinpoint the species of the tuna fish sandwich. So if you're eating a tuna fish sandwich right now, drop it and go to the toilet. Um, tuna fish reminds me of Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura. Bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee tuna? Bumblebee, Bumblebee tuna. tuna. Bumblebee tuna. Very good. Yeah. Do you like tuna fish? I used to not, but I actually do. Did you ever eat the tuna fish sandwich at Subway? No. I mean, Are you going to eat a tuna fish sandwich at Subway? It's not a tuna fish I guess sandwich, not. So, no, I won't. <laughs> mystery it's, it's mystery, mystery fish. It, well, if they can't even figure out what the species is, then what exactly is it? I like tuna sushi. Because do you remember when they started talking about how the Subway bread has like a similar makeup to yoga mats? Like a similar... Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's right. A similar makeup to uh, what, you, what you find in a yoga mat. I, yeah. I remember that. Also, the sugar content in Subway's bread, Real Brave, brought to you by Subway. Uh, eat fresh. Eat flesh. Oh, <laughs> but not tuna flesh. No, the, the sugar content in the bread actually disqualifies it from being bread because there's too much. Really? Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. Very cool. This is I, all factoids you I didn't know. I saw a video where the challenge was go to a Subway and ask them to toast the bread until they won't anymore. <laughs> and so it was like black and smoking. And they're like, I don't think, I think we're going to stop here. <laughs> uh, poor Subway. Anyway, I don't know how we get on that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kokomo. <laughs> Hey, that's fine. That's fine. You can use it as your... That's fine. It actually, it helps the algorithm. Um, in fact, going forward, if you would prefer to, instead of texting each other, uh, just tag each other in the comments section. That's a great idea. Yeah. You uh, know what? We have a show and you want to talk to each other, just talk to each other in the comments. Yeah. Marital Distress, brought to you by Real Brave. Yeah. <laughs> We're really batting a thousand today. Yeah. Cool. Good vibrations. Good vibrations. Number six. Ten, sixth best song of all time. Yeah. Uh, 14 weeks of number one, 1966. Okay, cool. I believe it. My dad said that the Beach Boys was the worst concert they ever went to. Wow. I could see that. I'd see them being more of a studio band. Yeah. Like they do. They were out of tune. They, they take a care. lot of production. Yeah. And to nail harmonies like that live, it's re you got to have like really good sound team. Um... And, and a lot of things in place for that to go smoothly, but uh, I believe it. I believe that they're more of a studio band than a live band. Definitely, definitely. Number five, Aretha Franklin. I said that right. Yes. Respect. I called that one too. He called all these bitches. Get out of here. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Tell them all you want to miss me. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yeah, I have a feeling that uh, this song is all, um, probably in the top 50 um, gay anthems of all time, too, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, being that it is Pride Month. Um, also, uh, Civil Rights. Civil Rights, sure. Number five song of all time by the, the Queen of... Uh, Soul. Soul. Otis Redding wrote this song? Yes. I did not know that. Yes. Did he, did he re release it too? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I know that uh, he wrote it, Aretha Franklin. She was a great songwriter too. She wasn't just a singer. Right. One of my one of the bones I have to pick with a lot of the artists today. Mm. <laughs> um, laughing. Kevin has said he saw the Beach Boys in 1988. John Stamos came up and played drums on a few songs. It was a great show. Garden State Arts Center. I miss my wife. And then Elaine told him to uh, not forget to bring in the mail. 
Ah, man. Please continue to have this conversation. It is helping the algorithm. Number five, respect by Aretha Franklin. Uh, Franklin. Aretha Franklin. I'm going to get that name right. Nailed it. Um, so, yeah, Otis Redding wrote Respect and recorded it first for the Volt label in 1965, but she covered it, took possession of it for with her definitive, definitive voice, basically. Um, made it at an Atlantic's New York studio on Valentine's Day, 1967. Look at that. We're still in the 20th century, folks. This is asking me if we have health insurance. Tell her I said, yes, you guys had health insurance. <laughs> Life is fun, guys. Um, if we had just like, no. We had to skip out on the health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Well, everybody in my family's gotten hurt. Samantha's broken her arm. Oh, yeah. How's she doing, by the way? Um, she's much better. She's on her way. Great. Uh, Melissa fell. She's hurt herself. What? Daniel when? Had, uh, he broke his tibia. Oh, my God. Uh, Ava's got all sorts of ailments. What's going on at the Powers me. House? I don't know. It must be all the tuna fish sandwiches they're eating from Subway. Ugh. Number four. Marvin Gaye, what's going on? Okay. I'd have thought um, Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. But, yeah, that's another one of his famous ones. What's going on? You're mumbling that now. You're just, you're not even there. You're, just, you're not with this. Uh, yeah, I've disassociated from this whole experience. <laughs> um, no, What's Going On? It's a great song. It's a, it's a great song. What's up? <laughs> It's a, it's, it's a, it's a plea for peace on earth. It's yes. Um, and it's the struggle of the black man. Right. What's and woman. What's going on is what I say when I look at this list. Like, what's, <laughs> what's going, going on, on is what I say. Right. Very good. Well, that's what I say when I get out of bed. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's what I say when every time I look at our numbers at Real Brave 2021. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you're like, oh yeah, COVID. That's right. Total shutdown. Yeah. I mean. Uh, the, 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 tragi the, tragedy, the tragedy behind Marvin Gaye, besides the fact that he was shot by his father, mm. killed, uh, was to be an icon at the, the forefront of, of everything that was going on back in the 60s. You know, but he was tormented. He wanted peace on earth. Mm -hmm. you know, he wanted, he wanted his, a, a relationship with his father, too, and his freaking guy killed him. Yeah. Oh, my God. So t it's so terrible. Yeah, it's sad. Real brave. Bringing you down, <laughs> one song at a time. Top ten songs to horrible backstory. Yeah, so, but but still, again, this is this, every time we go through a new song, it's confirming that it's not top ten songs of all time. Well, this was uh, thirteen weeks at number two. This is February like nineteen seventy one. Top ten pop songs of the last century. Yeah, the last fifty years. Yeah. Okay. Number three, uh, John Lennon, Imagine. Okay. Yep. Did you pick that one? I did not, but uh, I'm curious to hear what your number one song is. I, didn't I don't. I, I said the first thing I said was uh, Maddie said, "Imagine if he didn't beat his wife." Yeah, that's nice, Matt. If you watched the show from last week, you'd understand that. Right. Um, real brave. There's a tagline there. Uh, I would guess the number one song. I'll let me, I'll let me guess when we get there. But imagine is a great tune. It's got a lot of cultural rele relevance, especially um, you know. Uh, Post Vietnam War, I think it was written, or right around the height of it. 
can't remember. 1971. 71, so in the height of it. Yeah, it, it was, uh, he had a bunch of these songs floating around in his head. Mm -hmm. If you watch the Yoko Ono-inspired documentary, yeah. a lot of his songs, like the post-Beatles mm -hmm. stuff that went on the Imagine record. Right. That he held out, actually. Right. And he was dying to record in his home back in England. Um, this was one that was just kind of floating around in his head, so. But yeah, like it was, you know there's some people that hate this song? Uh, yeah, some people think it's like a terrible written song. Like I've seen it. It might just be like an online like Reddit thing. Well, I think it's because I think it's Reddit it's just in general. Like, um, Quora. <laughs> Quora. Quora is the worst. Like the more the content, like how he's saying, like imagine no belongings, imagine this, imagine that, but like oh yeah, multi-billionaire, one of the most successful people. There's that. Imagine. There's that. There is also you know a big cultural divide in 1971 about the Vietnam War and um, communism being, uh, you know, like a root of it. And he's talking about no possessions mm. and controlling the means of production and stuff like that. And um, it's, uh, it was a divisive idea. And he, no religion, like that was an idea that was like, really angered a lot of people and you could argue that like things like that precipitated um a strong resurgence of uh conservative values in the reagan years yeah you know where like this is this is a this we, is quite the uh the well, intellectual conversation we spent having. like a decade and a half like civil rights women's rights um <laughs> hippies peace uh, anti-war hairpiece hairpiece and then conservative America came back in, in 1980 and they were like nope we'll take it from here thanks guys go take a shower <laughs> and it's like what like we had made good progress a lot of progressive um, steps and then a lot of them were very quickly repealed you can see it in data looking at like women in the workforce yeah. like how in the 70s it was going like this and then the 80s came around and it was like ah, maybe not Really tragic. I, I mean, depending who you are and how you look at uh, right. things. Things. Brought to you by Real Brave. I think that's just like the kind of song that deserves to actually be on this list. One that has like a, you know, it was behind it. It's very, very culturally relevant. Yeah. John believed that we are that we are all one country, one world, one people, and he wanted to get the idea out. Uh, the Yoko Ono special would was saying that that was his lyrics, uh, her lyrics. Okay. Uh, fact, Yoko a lot Ono of, was... A lot of his lyrics. Yoko Ono was from Laos? Uh, no, she was Japanese. Oh, okay. Yeah, she actually was a survivor post-World War II. World War II, yeah. She saw a lot of atrocities. Yeah, po they, she came from a very wealthy background and then uh, emigrated here as an artist. Uh, was very wealthy. <sighs> Yeah, so I don't. It's not very clear if it's his lyrics because she's saying it's her lyrics. But it's still inspired. It still can be it like comes from one of her books. Um, like some of the lyrics come from one of her books. Oh, okay. Yeah, I believe that it can still be interpreted kind of like, like, you know, from somebody, not me, but like by somebody who's like has had no possessions or is unhoused. Or is like has like is living the imagined lifestyle. Yeah. Let's yeah. call it like it's that, like, right? I wish I was gone. Yeah, it's, it's I would utopia. Love to have hair piece, bed piece. <laughs> you need people <laughs> like that around. in the world, at least pointing. And that's any conservative talk show host will, will point to the hippies and yeah. say, 
you, you're an idealist, right. right? But you need people like that in the world to be able to say, like, hold on a second. Right. Like, what about where are these ideals that we have as human, as the human people, mm -hmm. as humanity? Um, now, it's not for me to say what's correct. All I'm saying is that this is a utopian worldview. Whether or not, like, you agree with, you know, no religion or whether or not, you, you can always look at this and say, imagine if, you know, like, the, we were just one people serving each other. I'm not talking about socialism. That right, get crazy. a lot like socialism. <laughs> I'm not talking about socialism. Uh, but, you know, it's it's an ideal kind of lyric and um, obviously celebrated, and it just brings people back to, um, I guess, the hopes and promise of, of a free, peaceful world. Yeah. Politics aside. Right. Politics aside, and probably will never achieve, unless the aliens come to eat us, thank you... NASA. NASA. Thank you, Subway. Thank you, Subway. Thank you, Subway. <laughs> and Chuck Berry, eat fresh. <laughs> eat flesh. <laughs> Number two, the Rolling Stones, I can't get, get very little satisfaction. I can't get very little. It's a double negative. So what they were actually saying is that they I can't received, get no satisfaction. They received a lot of satisfaction probably because they were living the life of musicians. It's, it's like I'm saying I can't not get satisfaction. It's like... It's like saying Subway sandwiches are not made with not tuna. Yeah. Right. Right. There is Which is not true. <laughs> if you look at the first ingredients of the Subway sandwich and it doesn't say tuna. Yeah. That's a, that's a big... The tuna sandwich and the first ingredient is like... That's a big deal. Something else. Yeah. If it's like artificial flavors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Red dye number 10. Yeah. Don't eat it. But of course, you're not gonna see that. Oh, would you ever go to like a fast food restaurant and like, this has nothing to do with Rolling Stones. So I could care less about <laughs> No, they don't have nutrition facts on the Big Mac if that's what you're gonna ask. No, but it, does it make, when you go to a fast food restaurant on Sundays. Yes. Right, Kevin goes uh, seven, uh, Sunday is cheat day. It's cheat day. Right, so you, yeah. you, you might go to a fast food restaurant. I will almost certainly go to a fast food restaurant. Do you look at the calorie content and say like, I'm not gonna get that? No, I don't look at the calorie content and say I'm not gonna get that. I look at the calorie content as a challenge and as bragging rights to say, I took in 2,400 calories for lunch today. <laughs> what did you do with your day? Ha ha. Yeah, it's not real meat. Yeah. I can't imagine it being real meat. Well, Wendy's is a, a little bit more legit. Yeah, you, you drive all the way down uh, 208, that Wendy's over there? No, not to uh, the one in Midland Park, but I go to the one in, uh, I think it's Wanakew, by uh, the bank there. It's a little bit off of 287. Oh, is it delectable? It's... Clean? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it's Wendy's, it's not. Yeah. I don't like Wendy's fries. If I can have McDonald's fries and a Wendy's hamburger... I've done that. I've done the... Uh, really? I've done the, the pick and choose. Well, in, in Midland Park... There is Wendy's next to a Burger King, and sometimes I've gotten a Burger King, but I don't like Burger King fries. I prefer Wendy's. So they really suck. Yeah, they're Those really. Are, I, they changed them like ten years ago, 50, 20, 30 years ago, I think. And it's they used still to be terrible. thinner and crispier, yeah, and they don't want to like stand out. And um, Michelle Obama changed it. Michelle Obama. Thanks Michelle, a lot. Obama. Michelle Obama did not change the fries at Burger King. Little Michelle little. Michelle, she all she wanted people to do is to move around and eat better, have an apple. Here's a fun fact: if you go to a fast food restaurant and you ask for fries but no salt, they're forced to make a fresh batch. Really? Because they have to salt. They they that standard practice is to salt them as they come out. Huh? But if you have a, a low sodium diet, 
they have to make them for you. Yeah, they gotta make them fresh. Very good. Yeah. As we are uh, devolving the conversation, so is the comments because Kevin Howes is talking about eating dolphins. <laughs> Yo, well, I, I eat the tuna that's not dolphin safe. Yeah, that's what he's saying. He said, I tend to get tuna that's not dolphin safe. I personally think dolphins are delicious. They are delicious. In fact, it, it, there's, mahi, a, mahi. Uh, there's a ratio of uh, sentience to deliciousness. So, um, I th Aren't dolphins like a, like a relative of humans? Wait, what's dolphin safe tuna? It's a uh, tuna where they don't catch dolphins. Don't catch and kill dolphins. Why do they need to catch well, they did, then they mush they them into the tuna. They get caught into the net, and then they get it put into the grinder. You think all your tuna uh, from the tuna can is all tuna? Tuna is very expensive. Yeah. Wait, what? They just put, like, a whole dolphin in there? Oh. I actually don't know. I, this is news to me. I'm really just making that up as we go. There's no way. We are talking about the Rolling Stones. I can't get no satisfaction, <laughs> though. <laughs> yeah, you know. There's, there's like 6,000 Rolling Stone songs, and I guess I Can't Get No Satisfaction is one of the greatest songs that they've written. It spent uh, 14 weeks at number one. Is it the greatest number two that you can find? Um, I don't know. What about the, the devil one? The yeah, devil. all the songs. Sympathy for the Devil, thank you. Or Jumpin' Jack Flash. Jumpin' Jack Flash. Brown Sugar. Brown Sugar. Brown Sugar's great. Anything from Goathead Soup is... Really great. So, I'm the man. From I thought that was a player. What is that? I don't know. No, no, no. It's a riff heard round the world, said Stevie Van Zant, the guitarist for the E Street Band. And it's the earliest examples of Dylan influencing the Stones and the Beatles. Okay. Uh, the Reef. Uh, the Reef. The Reef came to Keith, uh, Keith Richards in a dream one night in 1965. That happens to everybody in his motel room in Clearwater, Florida on the Rolling Stones' third U.S. tour. He woke up, grabbed, grabbed the guitar and a, a cassette machine, machine I heard which that, back in 1965 was the size of his room. I heard that that was originally a bass riff that they just made into the... Uh, well, according to the Rolling Stone, the Rolling Stone, or Rolling Stone, oh, about the Rolling Stones. interesting that the Rolling Stone magazine puts the Rolling Stones song I don't at think that there's two. any... Oh, you're gonna love what's number one then. Oh, man. Well, before we get to number one, uh, we we have to um, find out ad break. What oh. your number one is? Oh, my number one. Yeah. Uh, top pop song of the past century. Whatever. What's your number one song of all time? I'm on record one? for having said that my favorite song is a song called "Horn" by the band Fish. Hmm. It is a beautiful piece of composition. Okay. I've done uh, done papers on it, written papers. It's it's just beautifully written. It's uh it's rock, but it's you know it it's almost like um it's like Prague almost. It's just it's just compositional. That's what I like about it, and it's uh, smart in the way that it's written, and it sounds good. Okay. Um, close second would be. Uh, maybe Naima by John Coltrane or um, either, you know, probably Radiohead uh, motion picture soundtrack is up there. Ooh. Uh, um, can you pick the best song of all time? I think it's impossible. I don't think I can. What's your favorite song of all time? I don't think I have a favorite song of all time. If I had to pick something, the only thing that's coming to my head is something by U2. 
Pride. I don't know why Unforgettable Fire is coming to my head, but it is. There Definitely it is. One, That's it. One of it. my favorite songs. Don't think, just react. Unforgettable Fire, on record by Daniel Powers. Yeah. Favorite song. Or a sort of Homecoming, maybe, actually. It was, which is on Unforgettable Fire. Sort of Homecoming is a great song. I don't Definitely know either of those. Uh, it's... I really like With Arms Wide Open by The Creed. Such a great song. Every time I hear it, I smash my face into the wall. I like the um, Behind Blue Eyes cover by... Limp Biscuit. <laughs> that was one of the worst <laughs> ones we did, right? Yeah. So number one. Uh, uh, let me guess. Is it Don't Stop Believing by Journey? It's it, actually not. It's not even close. Oh, man. Uh, it's uh, spent 12 weeks at number two. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, by Bob Dylan, Like a Rolling Stone. Okay, yeah, that's all right. Then that makes sense. Like a Rolling Stone! <laughs> yeah, that's Spongebob. <laughs> Spongebob. Spongebob Dylan. Like a Rolling Stone. Oh, no? Bob Dylan, he was like, Like a Rolling Stone. That's, that's Bob Dylan. That's not the That sounds like Meatwad from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Bob Dylan obviously he's a great musician. It's amazing. And he's a better writer of lyrics, I think, than a musician, but I he's mean, a great songwriter. Yeah, he's a good excellent songwriter. They, they named the damn website after it, let's be honest. Yeah, well I mean that song Oh look at that. So we got the Rolling Stones. I don't know what came two. first, if it was like a Rolling Stone or if Papa was a Rolling Stone. Like a Rolling Stone. Papa was Rolling Stone was not first. Not first? No. Are you sure that's not in the American Songbook and like going back to like the twenties? I don't know. Papa was a I don't know where the Rolling Stone, Stone came from. That's Papa was a Rolling Stone? Yeah. Matt, do you want to look it up as your your defining Defining Papa moment here. But he's he's saying it's, it. it's from the American Songbook. It, like it's it could taken. be like a standard from like like blues, the blues standard. The most stunning thing about Like a Rolling Stone is how it's uh, how unprecedented it was. The impressionist voltage of Dylan's language, the intensely personal accusation in his voice. How does it feel? Once Apocalyptic time, charge of Cooper's garage gospel organ, Bloomfield, Slittle, Sharp. Uh, the, 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 I don't want to read that. It's not my favorite like Bob it. Dylan song. I, no, I like no. uh, Subterranean Homesick Blues, probably. Yeah, better. right? Yeah. Um, or Don't Think Twice It's Alright. I love that song. They're saying that it started a, like a movement. Okay, yeah. Of songs. I think it's it's a coming confrontational of age. songs yeah. like uh, it was a generation coming of age and, and realizing that like everything is the world is not as nice as uh, their parents told them yeah so like it was like, 65 so it's um, they talk about this in that that documentary that I sent you uh, the Laurel Cannon doc documentary about the, the music from the West Coast in the 60s and how it uh, the the music from England in the 60s, the birds and all the, the like, the Beatles, yeah. were clashing with the West Coast in America and they were all competing against each other. Yeah. What they were trying to do is take folk music and turn it into this new form of music. So they were taking old folk standards and then turning it into like, not doo-wop, not like right. any kind of like R&B, but turning into like this forward moving, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, what turned out to be quote-unquote rock. So, like, that that was the main focus 
of the 60s was to take folk music and bring it forward. Um, I think Hey Joe is not a Jimi Hendrix song. That's a song that he took in that regard. It was a folk tune that he took and he made it his own. All Along the Watchtower is... That's Dylan. That is a Dylan tune. Um, Story behind Jimi Hendrix, Hey Joe. Uh, Roberts was the original singer in... Yeah, um... Yeah. The original version was... The song is Baby Please Don't Go Out of Town, written by Neil Horn. Hey Joe, a 1953 song with the same name, written by uh, somebody. And uh, the 20th century traditional ballad, Little Sadie, all made an impact packed on Jimmy mm-hmm. and subsequently helped him shape the soon-to-be Hendrix classic. It's a, it's a smorgasbord. Yes. An amalgamation. Well, I, that's kind of what I'm saying. Is this the number one song of all time? I don't know. Uh, not of all time. And not... There's no, there's no classical music, there's no jazz, there's no it is metal, there's no Latin music, there's no... There's no, nothing Eastern. Like, this is all Middle from the Eastern, Western, it's all, all just Western somebody hemisphere. sitting in Rolling Stones, like this, it's yeah. the best song of all time. Yeah. I don't know. You might as well just go and turn on the radio and just listen to the first ten songs you heard uh, on, like, Q104.3 or something. Might as well just say, like, Lady Gaga is the best song of all time. Yeah, I mean, why isn't uh, All I Want For Christmas On You is on this list? It should be. <laughs> it's obviously... Yeah, there's no queen on this list. Oh, there's on. no uh, a lot of the stuff. There's no radiohead on this list, obviously. This obviously, list. There's no, no fish, fish on this list. There's no, no fish in this list. There's, there's no there's, fish in tuna. There's uh, no fish in tuna fish. Tuna fish at <laughs> Subway. Uh, it's uh, well. Yeah. Every week we do this. We try to analyze nonsense from the internet and try to make Kevin really angry. And every week we succeed. <laughs> uh, Maddie has been with us for the past, uh, was it four months? Five oh, months? It's been long. It's been long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's been way too long. She said that with like some it's memories been... in her eyes. Like, oh, so, so long. It's, she's, she's not doing well, folks. But she, she's going, she's going, she's going away. She's, we're sending her, we're, she's going to jail. Yeah. She's going to student jail. <laughs> Actually, she got out of student jail and she's going to uh, college. We're very proud of her. I'm going to student prison now. I think it'd be nice. Uh, we'll invite her up on stage. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll man the uh, the controls. Okay. And she can close out the show. All right. What do you think of that? So I'm gonna put I'm gonna take the mic off and you're gonna come on up here. On your desk. On my desk. Yeah. All right. Just don't say anything ridiculous. <laughs> this is a family show. Don't, don't say anything that's gonna get me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> anything worse than we've already said. I can't promise that. Look, I'm Dan. Real Brave is a music studio where you can take lessons. Yes. There it is. And... Real Brave is a music studio where you can take lessons and um, learn. You can yes. learn from this man right here. Hi. You can learn from some other dudes with a guitar. You can learn drums, flute if you want. You can sing, I mean, if you want to do that. Um, the only thing we don't teach is how to make a sandwich. Uh, you yeah. go to Subway for that, right. don't get the tuna, because it has lots of dolphin meat in Bring it. Bring your own bread as well. Yeah. Um, so if you like dolphin meat and you like music, go to practicepad.com. 
first lesson <laughs> is first lesson free? I don't know. Yeah, some first. Oh yes. So uh, uh, tell us how you got into the intern biz. So I was in um, high school, just mind my own business. Okay. And for my senior year, I wanted to do something yeah. so I could get out of school <laughs> all sure. early. All right. And then. Uh, Fair, noble. Yeah. Noble reason. Through some connections, I found out about this place. You right. know, right. I love music, and I want to go into film yeah. production. So it just happened to be perfect. So where are you going to school? I'm going to UCF in Florida. Great. In Orlando. Okay. I hope I don't get cannibalized. Right. Or eaten by an alligator. Right. Or. or who, who those knows? Florida men down there. Watch out for Florida man. I think I'm right in between like uh, being on a Florida man article mm -hmm. and being the Florida man. Oh, okay. All right. Like it's gonna be Florida woman. Right. I mean. Sure. Just get ready for right, the article. Right. But. Yeah, Florida woman um, breaks through a subway restaurant with yeah. a car. Florida woman attacks John Lennon's, <laughs> I don't know, vendetta against John Lennon. Yeah. But I enjoy, I really like, uh, I love doing the show. I love researching it. It's stuff I care about. Like. Yes, stuff. thank you for providing us for with all the research that we were never did. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I had fun doing it. I love learning about like niche music, you know, little things like that. And niche music, so like top ten stuff, like top ten songs of all time. <laughs> yeah, top ten, top 10 guitars Christmas of all time. Songs. Top 10. Yeah. No, but this stuff like, um, like the most expensive instruments and stuff, just like one. random stuff yeah. like that, and uh, when we were doing best concerts, like mm. just reading about how. Kanye and Jay-Z performed that song 11 times in a row. Yeah. Made me laugh. Oh, yeah. Still wrapping my head around that. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Thanks Still for Still trying to understand me. why. But it's been, it's been good. It's been fun. Um, good. Everyone's phone is ringing. Everyone's phone is blowing up because you're on the air here. Yeah. They're like, who is this girl? We need her on our show. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is your, your defining moment. Yeah, this is the peak. I remember uh, we, <laughs> we've done a couple episodes that were not good, uh, right? Didn't we do one that was like too sad? We I just... I think that um, that's been the general theme of the. <laughs> <laughs> but like every week, we usually we come on, we have it going like yes. now. Yes. But at the beginning, I think there was like one that we did where we were like. Uh, we were talking about all the dead musicians all the dead for musicians. some reason. Oh, yeah. The 27 Club. Oh, yeah, the 27 Club. Club. We never, we never aired. So we didn't air it. We didn't air it. That's good. That's good. I'm glad because they were all they all died tragically. Yeah. How did how what? You wanted to do the 27 Club. I thought it was uh, fun because um, uh, I forget why. Because it was our 27th episode, maybe. Oh yeah. No. Okay. I think that might have been it. That was an idea. I just said okay. I just <laughs> listen. I just say okay with what they say. I just do the research. You know, I don't question it. I mean, last week Dan gave me a prompt and I just forgot about it. I just went to my own thing. Right, right. That turned out great. I think. I, I hope. I hope. I hope it was enjoyed. Um, <laughs> We're celebrating the Beatles. With celebrating <laughs> Paul McCartney by talking about John Lennon's <laughs> <laughs> John Lennon's spousal abuse. John beat his wife. Great. <laughs> I, I just think it's funny that the song is I'm getting better and the lyrics are like, I beat my woman yeah. and abuse her. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was, I think there was another one that we, that never aired or was taken down for something I did too. Maybe. <laughs> but that was my bad. There were some sound issues here and there. Oh, the um, Chipmunk episode. There was co uh, some content issues here and there, mm. but we've all 
been there. We've all walked away having learned something yeah. from the experience. And you uh, have to make mistakes to know yes, what to works and what doesn't. And to grow, you know, that's that's exactly. that's what we're all about here at Real Brave. Exactly. Practice makes perfect. And if I didn't come here and do this show every week, you know, it's uh, all about the consistency. Once a week, we do it. Learning. Once a week, you should practice. Once a day, you should practice there your instrument. Twice a day, maybe. That's if you want to be as good as Kevin right there. Yeah. And if you want to be like the fish. Right. You need to practice every day. Right. At practicepad.com. <laughs> yes. And right. Real Brave on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Blow it up. Smash the like button. Drill the like button <laughs> with your power drill. That like button should be broken by the time you're done with it. Yes. I want to see the Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, let's uh, see those cracked screens. TikTok. Dude, add us on Snap. Add us on uh, Reddit. Add us on Discord. Yeah. Twitch. Who MySpace. even knows? High five. Hey, well. WhatsApp. Yeah, MySpace, sure. Yep. WhatsApp, yeah, we're on everything. Um, just right. send. Well, why don't you close it out, Maddie, with uh, whatever. Okay. Um, so, yeah, damn, this is actually my last episode. Thank you for watching, Elaine and Kevin, our only two fans. <laughs> Thank you for watching. A real brave, brave live. live. Sick. Are we good?